Connecting Community podcast. This is where we interview local nonprofit leaders and explore how we can collaborate to have a thriving community. Welcome to Connecting Communities. This is episode four, and I am with Lori Peters with Habitat for Humanity. Lori, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear some updates in regards to where Habitat is and what's going on. But before we get started, just tell uh, the audience a little bit about yourself and some background. Okay, well, um, I'm Lori Peters. We've lived in Columbus about 20 years, just about, give or take. Um, I've been with Habitat five. Um, before that, I was um, teacher, guidance counselor, principal. Then I had babies and stayed home. And then the Habitat is my first real foray back into the workforce. So Doug has been with, my husband Doug has mm-hmm. been with the hospital the whole time we've been in Columbus. He's a physical therapist at the uh, rehab center. So you've been in the community for a while and mm-hmm. have raised your children here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you went back to the workforce with Habitat, uh, what what did that look like? And why were you passionate about working for Habitat? Well, funny you ask. I <laughs> didn't know I was passionate about Habitat um, when I started. Actually, um, a friend of mine came up to me. She was As you know, we live across from the funeral home. Mm -hmm. Always interesting conversations when you're outside and because you never know who's who's stopping by. And uh, she came up to me and I I was outside doing something and she said, you know, I am a director on this board for Habitat for Humanity. And we have been looking for an executive director forever and can't find the right fit. I think it's you. Would you be interested? And I was like, Okay, <laughs> we'll talk about it. And uh, then as uh, I kind of got into it and learned a little bit more about, you know, everybody knows Habitat for Humanity, but not everybody really knows deep inside Habitat. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't quite know the words for that. But um, the more I got into it and learned about Habitat, the more it became um, something to really grasp hold of and believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably that would come all the way back from um, my mom. My dad left us, and so my mom was a single mom. And I was old enough to notice how people in the community, uh, people in her network, you know, her circle, helped her during that time. Mm-hmm. And there are so many parallels, I think. Every every year I look back and I'm like, oh. I've seen this before, just in a different manner, you know, and it was how people reached out to my mom and our family during our time of need, I think really allows me to um, take a first person role in Habitat's um, mission and goals. Mm -hmm. Because someone I saw someone do it for my mom and how it changed our life and when she needed a hand up and not a handout. And um, I think that's probably um, why it's been so easy to become so involved in the philosophy of habitat wow that's a full circle yeah almost, right yeah. full circle yeah. story and i don't know that i've ever put words to that either so exclusive <laughs> <laughs> exclusive news right here like anyway, <laughs> i think that's powerful though because it goes to show that our life and our life experiences really can mm-hmm. impact the work that we do um and especially in a nonprofit, right mm-hmm. um so when when we speak of Habitat, for those that may not be familiar with Habitat for Humanity, mm-hmm. especially in Columbus, um, what is the work that you do and the impact that you are providing to our community? Well, I think um, 
Habitat is a Christian housing ministry, first of all. Um, their goal is to provide affordable housing to someone who would not otherwise be able to afford it, I guess, mm -hmm. is um, the layman's terms. So, for example, maybe it's a family who's been in a situation and they've hit rock bottom financially mm -hmm. or... Um, and they need, they wouldn't be able to save enough money to make a down payment on a mm -hmm. home, to buy a home. Um, maybe it's because of medical bills. Maybe it's because of a divorce. Maybe it's because of an abusive relationship. Maybe they were laid off for a time and got behind on their bills. You know, most of the reasons we help Habitat owners are not, um, they're not, they're not in that place because they're lazy or they lack a motivation to work or um, they make foolish decisions financially. Uh, of course, we all do that once in a while, mm -hmm. right? But, but um, they don't have a consistent life history of that. Um, Habitat is kind of like a bridge. It's, it's helping someone who has gotten stuck um, move to the other side of the, of the road or the, mm -hmm. or the river, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and I like that. That calls to me. Um, I have it, my parents installed a, you know, a strong work ethic in me. I think mm -hmm. that's important. Nothing in Habitat is free, which is our, our, you know, most common belief is that a Habitat home is given for free to the family, but that is not true. Um, I forgot the question. <laughs> no, I think you've answered it. I mean, okay? the aspect that, you know, I think when I think of Habitat and especially in today where we're at, the big buzzword is um, diversity, equity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Habitat has been providing equitable services, you know, in, in the way that they structure um that, you know, it's the way of being able to say, OK, life's opportunities and different things. We recognize that you know, certain people may not have had all the opportunities that someone else had. And this might have been a situation in regards to the home and what that looks like. And Habitat looks at that from mm -hmm. a different equitable lens and says, mm -hmm. okay, yes, you still have to work in regards to meeting the needs of, you know, building the home and what that all entails. Um, and providing that, as you said, that hand up mm -hmm. as not a handout. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and what does that mean to you? When you say that, what does that mean to you? A hand up. Well, I like it because I don't, we all need to work for what we get, right? Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have to, um, I, I don't like handouts. I mean, there's a time and place for them. Don't get me wrong. But mm -hmm. um, I like that we help you move up. We're not just giving it to you. And I like that it is the community behind mm -hmm. us that helps them have a hand up. You know, um, um, I was just counting up the volunteer hours for our last build and um, we're at like 1700 hours, pretty close. To, we're almost to 2000 and those are given by, you know, almost 300 different individuals in our community who have come and pounded that nail mm -hmm. and um, all because they want to give, that's their way of giving a hand up. And it's not necessarily just somebody who works mm -hmm. on the Habitat site. I mean, I have, I think she's probably pretty close to 80, a, a, a lady who brings lunch to the people who are working. I mean, there's all different ways that the community lays hands or gives hands to help this, um, whoever the Habitat owner is, have a hand up. So I think that the aspect of community involvement um, and the different ways that the community can be involved, you know, um, 
and we really I sometime I should just count like in a year how many actual people are involved not just in building the house but in bowling or donating to the United Way during the campaign mm -hmm. or um, you know the corporate sponsors mm -hmm. that we have it's it's just a resounding sense of community that few nonprofits can be part of that's awesome and it's a beautiful picture that you paint I, th I think it what I hear you say in the words that I would say it's about empowerment it's empowering those individuals it's empowering our community to you know be connected and taking care of um, one another and in ways that we are um, providing platforms and ways for people to be able to have a safe home right mm -hmm. just to have a home right um, and safety and security and what that does for families mm -hmm. um, so can you tell me uh, from the experience you've had in five years right mm -hmm. now, what is something that you feel like you really have learned about serving in the habitat field that you didn't have before? What I've learned personally? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think, I think the sense of community is really important to me. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I've seen um, a side of Columbus that not everybody gets to experience. And it, um, gives me confidence and maybe empowerment, as you would say, like, it's all right for me to raise my kids here. It's all right for me to encourage my kids to come back to this community and raise their kids here. Um, it's all right for me to speak about Columbus as a community because I see all of these good things mm -hmm. kind of from the backside of the tapestry, you know, kind of all those little, you know, knots of a cross stitch. Yeah. Um, I think that is what I have taken away from Habitat um, in these last five years. Uh, when we received the Faith Build grant from Thrivent, and um, that was my first year on the job, and I thought, oh, there is no way this is going to work, and I'm going to be fired before I even start, <laughs> and you know, blah, blah, blah. But you know, the way I saw more than 20 churches come behind us and um, help um, us fulfill the requirements of this grant. I mean, I've just, I've just seen it from every aspect of Columbus or most, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say every, but, um, I, the sense of community and the belief in really that Columbus is something good. Mm -hmm. I like that tagline cause it's true. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I think that's what I take away from Habitat the most. So how many homes have been built thus far? Well, um, Habitat is on 13. I've been part of seven. So we're really, we're just about ready to dedicate House 13. We're aiming for July 22nd. That's exciting. It is. It yeah. is. And you know this year was so special. Yes. Um, you know, what we saw, what we were worried about being a negative has just turned into a huge positive. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, we might want to keep doing it like this. We have to anyway for the foreseeable future mm -hmm. because of the shortage of construction so, workers in our community. So expand upon that a little bit. Okay. Tell us about what you're seeing, what are some good things that are happening, but you know, as you mm -hmm. look to the future, what does that mean for Habitat? We've actually been searching for a construction manager committed to Habitat since 2020, mm -hmm. probably. Um, we've interviewed probably more than 40 people to uh, run our construction program. Um, we've offered different salaries. We've offered different timelines. I guess I feel like we've exhausted everything we can to find the construction manager to build the home. And so uh, as spring came upon us this year, we could either not build a home and stop our program for a while until we found a construction manager, or we could think outside of the box. And um, we did. We found um, some wonderful volunteers who have built 
I think they've volunteered for habitats more than 90 plus years put together mm -hmm. um, in the Detroit area and around the country. And they came down, there was three of them, and they spent two weeks building our house from the basement. We have the basement poured and the beam in place. The board of directors put the beam in place and um, they built it to full enclosure. So when they left, the mechanicals came in, the electrician, the um, HVAC, the plumber, and did their job. And um, so I do not know how to build a house. <laughs> I can, I'm really good at go foring this and go mm -hmm. foring that, mm -hmm. but I'm not. Um, Construction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I can follow directions, but I, they're just, we were, we were done. There was right. just no one else to do it. We have asked, it feels like everyone in town that we can think of. So um, if they had not have come down and done that, um, we wouldn't have. Yeah. our house built this year or at least not built well and we have i think i think this is my favorite habitat house so far we changed the um plans this year um steve otten did help us build the yes do the plans mm -hmm. and stuff this year um he built last year's house and um we made some changes we mm -hmm. got to put in a basement in our new addition because mm -hmm. our sewer is lower now all mm -hmm. things i never thought i would talk mm -hmm. about in my life and uh we, uh, I just, I really like the house. We made it just a little bit bigger. Um, Habitat International has changed their standards a little mm -hmm. bit. And so uh, we're building a 1,200 square foot house, three bedrooms, one bathroom, and a full unfinished basement. Okay. So. And that was, I'm thankful that you thought outside the box because I got to spend uh, a day with three of those gentlemen mm -hmm. that came down to help mm -hmm. serve and they were wonderful. So mm -hmm. Tell us, I mean, because I don't know how to build a house, nor do I even know first thing really about um, mm -hmm. any sort of construction. So volunteerism is huge in regards to mm -hmm. Habitat. Right. So tell me mm -hmm. a little bit about what that looks like for community members and how that they can get involved. Okay, so um, the best way to get involved is to find um, a group that's signed up to build. Mm -hmm. So we have um, all of most, a, lar a large number of the manufacturing um Companies in town have a build day. Mm -hmm. um, a large number of our churches have a build day. So that would, I would check first with somebody you're comfortable with. Where are you already at? Are they involved? And then um, if that doesn't work, then you can call the Habitat office or email us. All our information is on our website or Facebook page, and we'll plug you in. But you don't need any skill to volunteer. Um, Hopefully it's a good day where we teach you something new. I, I think of you with the saw. They yes. taught you how to use the big chop saw. <laughs> I did. Um, you, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, um, skill is not needed, desire and willingness. And, um, you know, I just, as, as I say that, volunteers run through my mind. And we have this lady who is semi-retired and She'll come, she just shows up and she sees what we're doing and she says, I can't do that, I can do that, and she just goes with it. So um, really, we, we take everybody. Yeah, I mean, if you really have no skill, we have dirt that has to be scooped out of the gutters. Mm -hmm. I mean, anybody can do that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, Just a willingness to serve, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And we don't like, like you have to stay like eight hours or, you know, you get, mm -hmm. you know, some kind of punishment. It's not like that. Come, do what you can and. You can go there. You can go. Yeah. So flexible. Yes, that's the word. Thank you. <laughs> so, Lori, it's been a pleasure, but before I let you go, so um, before this, we confirmed that you would not necessarily be one up in karaoke singing in no, front of everyone. No one wants but to But you might sing in your car by yourself. <laughs> so if you were doing so, what is your go-to song? 
<laughs> well, um, I don't know that I have a go-to song, but I've, I've, um, we listen to a lot of praise and worship in our family. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's always the, um, adult choice. That's always the, uh, responsible choice, mm -hmm. right? When you have a car full mm -hmm. of kids, but if we're on a vacation and, um, I think my, my children need to be exposed to 80s hair bands just a little bit. So what would the 80s hair band of choice be? Well, they, <laughs> I don't know. They know who Def Leppard is. There we go. Yeah, they, so. they can, they can uh, Some little 80s guns rock and, and roses. Roll. Yeah. And I even heard my son lifting weights to Metallica the other day. And I'm like, where did you get that song? He's like, Mom, don't judge me. Just leave me alone. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Music can be the universal language. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, and thank it's you. It's good to be able to just jam out with your kids and <laughs> let them think you're obnoxious. And, and As idiot. well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the work you do. Thank you for the mm -hmm. impact that you make. And, thank you. Um, we're so thankful to have your organization within our community. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you.